Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. It feels like it's been so long since I have recorded a podcast. I know that I've been releasing them every week, as I said I was going to do, but I recorded so many of them up front when I knew that October was going to be a busy month, which it so was. It was crazy. We had our wedding on 1010, which was absolutely the best day of my entire life. It was amazing. It was everything that we could have asked for. And, you know, I, I just... It was amazing. So that was we had that. We did a little bit of a little mini moon to the mountains, which was great. We did, or I did a little traveling with my parents for another family wedding, and just now being home, it's it's nice. And we've still kind of been pretty busy, but it feels nice to be able to sit down. Eh, I'm not sitting down. I'm at my standing desk. It feels good to stand up and record a podcast today. Uh, I'm also really excited because I have been working super, super hard on my hormone course. So I'm doing a hormone health 101 course. And this course is kind of built to so many of the things that I, when, when people are coming to me for hormone health, and now that is not every single nutrition client I see both in the practice and online, but hormone imbalances are a huge part of people that I'm seeing. Like probably 70 to 80% or hormone in some type of facet. So I decided that I wanted to make a course because I'm saying so many of the same things and I wanted to put it in a place where you can kind of go through it. I'm, I'm building kind of all these different modules and different lectures and notes and stuff that you can have. And, you know, if from there, there's so many different tangible things that you'll be able to take and start implementing. And I'm going to have a few different type of packages. I'm going to roll it out with, you know, including working with me and running labs with me and and stuff like that. And you'll be able to go through the course and ask questions. And I'm really hoping to get that launched by the middle of November. So if you aren't subscribed to my newsletter, definitely make sure you are. And just if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, or you're not someone who checks newsletters, just make sure that you're following along on social media because I will let you guys know as soon as it's released and um, I'm going to probably make spots somewhat limited. So you're going to want to make sure you get in and the price point of the course is going to be much more affordable than uh, necessarily a one-on-one consult would be. So that'll be a great place to start if you're kind of on the fence of working with me or you just kind of want to be get a little bit more information and a little bit more in-depth that course is going to be an amazing thing for you. I'm really excited. I'm having a ton of fun with it and I'm learning a lot along the way because, you know, I always knew that I wanted to put this information out for people and I didn't know that it would be in such the volume that it is. So I never would have ever thought that I would make an online course, but here we are. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it and I think that you guys are going to absolutely love it. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. And if you're listening to this podcast, let me know what you would specifically like to see in the course and I can try to put it in there before I roll it out for you guys. But with you guys being listeners to the podcast, you guys will also get first first dibs when it comes out as well. So is my way of saying thank you. So be on the lookout for that. But I want to get into today's topic, which is all about 
cold and flu season and you know, this virus that has, is, hasn't gone away. And frankly, it's, it's not going to, whether you stay in your house for the rest of your life or not, like viruses and bacteria don't just really kind of go away. We, we have to reach a point of, of immunity. And, and I really wanted to talk specifically about cold and flu season, because I know I, I really harped on this last year. You know, I see so much fear and so much germ negativity around cold and flu season. And it's, it's, it's frankly not a season. It's a time in a, in a population where we become more vulnerable because our body homeostasis is no longer in balance. If you think about it, it makes total sense. We cold and flu season comes at a time when we are outside less because the temperature is getting colder. So we're spending more time in, indoors. It also is very conveniently at a time when there's very high stress because, you know, kids are going back to school and, you know, life is kind of going on as chaotic as, as usual. And it's also during Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas where there's lots of sugar around. There's lots of comfort foods because people are cold and people aren't being active. So there's more weight gain and people definitely aren't eating as healthy and we're not getting as much vitamin D, which it, it totally makes sense why people get sick. And if this doesn't make sense to you, it will make sense in the context of if you've ever been the type of person where if you're traveling or you get a bad night's sleep and then you get sick, that makes sense because that's an disruption in your body's homeostasis. It is stress. Traveling is a really easy example because you are disrupting your body's circadian rhythm. You're probably getting up at crazy hours to catch a flight and you're sitting and you're being inactive all day and you've got airport food at your disposal and you're stressed because you're trying to catch a flight and you're probably not sleeping. And that's just a total recipe for immune dysfunction and immune chaos. And that's exactly what happens during cold and flu season. And cold and flu season is not necessarily the fault of a coronavirus cold strain or an influenza strain. It is more the terrain that you have as your protection in your body. And I am all for terrain strength. I really firmly and so strongly believe that a strong terrain is what's going to protect you no matter what virus, bacteria, pathogen comes up next. A stronger terrain is going to make you harder to kill. That's period. End of story. A stronger terrain equals a stronger body. That When I say a terrain, I mean your whole body, your, your immune system, your gut, all of that type of stuff. And with the media and everything, it just makes you feel like, okay, we just need to vaccinate or, okay, we just need to, you know, we got to wait till this, the vaccine's out or this medication's out and we'll all be saved. And that's not the truth at all. You can do that if you'd like, and you can wait in your home, you know, forever until there's some perfect sterile world that you'll live in, but that's not going to be any healthier. If anything, the second that you're exposed to any type of bug or pathogen, you'll get sick. And that's why it's so important to not focus on the germ theory, but rather the terrain theory. And Louis Pasteur was the founder essentially of pasteurization. And one, he was so well known for plagiarization and, you know, not quite finding appropriate data for his, his work, but he also on his deathbed had enough cognitive dissidence to sit there. And he actually said, it's not 
it's not the microbe that's making us sick. It's all about the terrain. And the father of pasteurization to have enough cognitive dissonance to say to totally change his whole life's work and realize that he was wrong is pretty amazing in my mind. And I think a lot of times we so revert back to the germ theory and sanitize and overkill and vaccinate. And if you think about, so if you think about the germ theory versus the terrain theory, the germ theory is, okay, you have a sick fish in a tank, you got to vaccinate the fish or you got to, you have to, that's, that's essentially what that is. Whereas the terrain theory is you clean the water in the tank or you know, or the germ theory, you put the fish in a plastic little bubble. But the terrain theory is, again, you clean the tank. And that totally makes sense. A healthy body, a healthy and strong body can protect you from way more than we are being told that it can. And I will firmly stick to that. I personally, knock on wood, cannot remember the last time I was sick. Every time I feel like my body gets a little bit run down, I just really listen to those cues and I add in some of the things that I'm going to talk about today. I just want to preface this by saying that nothing in this podcast, you know, constitutes as medical advice. A lot of these things are things that I personally do. So I'm sharing that with you. If you are experiencing, you know, immune dysfunction or low white blood cell count, any of anything like that, that's more on the medical realm, please do consult your physician or holistic practitioner to, to really dig to what can be personalized for you. But I do want to give you guys some, some really simple, tangible tips on things on why understanding why we are more vulnerable during this time, how you can combat that and how you can take these actionable steps instead of feeling scared and cooped up in your home waiting for, a vaccine, which frankly is not going to be good. There's in clinical trials, there's, there's a lot going wrong with this. People are being sent to the hospital with some pretty severe things. And these are healthy populations. Imagine when we put this in into our population who 88% is not healthy. So that's going to be a disaster. But anyways, instead of, I, I, I don't want that to be either fear as well. I want that to be, okay, if I'm not where I want to be, if my body is not in metabolic health, if my gut is not good, if any of these things where you feel like you might be prone to sickness of any kind, use these tangible tips, listen to other episodes of the podcast, work with an integrative or holistic practitioner who's actually going to help you address why this is happening and help you support your body with foods, herbs, movement, lifestyle, stuff like that, because that's what this is all about. And that's really truly how we get better as a society. So I want to talk about the immune system real briefly, kind of talk about what things that we can do to boost the immune system. And so the immune system is our body's natural defense mechanism. So it's made up of different types of cells. You know, we've got macrophages, um, which are one of the first cells that kind of go to the the area when a pathogen comes. So we have kind of our first responders, you know, like macrophages, natural killer cells, stuff like that. And then we have more of our memory immune system, which is our immune system that gets built over time and gets built by exposure, which is our B cells and our T cells. So those are made in the bone and the thymus. So excuse me, traditionally, that is why I think that bone broth is incredibly healing because you're getting so many of the nutrients out of the bone to therefore support your bone so that you can make more B lymphocytes and same going for thymus. Thymus is not something that I eat on the regular, but, um, there are desiccated thymus supplements that you can take that are in, uh, two companies that I really like are ancestral supplements and heart and soil. They both have kind of an immune, complex that does have desiccated thymus, which it totally makes sense. It's going to help your adaptive immune system B 
be stronger and be better. So, which is very important because our whole body is built on exposure. That's why back in the day, people would have chicken pox parties is okay. You get the chicken pox, you get it over and you've got immunity or, you know, for, for, first line workers like nurses and stuff, they're constantly being exposed to things and therefore it's strengthening their immune system as long as they're doing their due diligence and keeping their diet healthy, which these COVID test lines are fueling people with donuts and free fast food, which is not keeping people's terrain healthy. So, so frustrating. So our immune system is truly 80% of it lives in our gut. So if our gut is not optimally functioning, which most people's has some sort of dysfunction, there's going to be some holes in our immune system. So this episode is all kind of just sharing how we can strengthen our body's natural defenses and make us more stronger, more strong, more resilient, and just overall better in terms of fighting anything that comes our way, whether it's a common cold, flu, pneumonia, anything. So strengthening your gut is going to be really, really, really important. So limiting processed foods, limiting things that open up the leaky gut barrier, chronic medication use, chronic NSAID use, stress, all things that, uh, the media is kind of portraying, you know, take NSAIDs. If this is off, you know, stress about so many different things that are coming on. Stress is a huge reason that leaky gut is caused. Processed foods, packaged foods, eating out, vegetable oils all cause leaky gut. So some things that I like to do, and I said before, for soothing the gut, bone broth is one of my favorites. Uh, Eating fermented foods if you don't have any issues with histamines. So sauerkraut, full fat, organic Greek yogurt. You can do kombucha as long as it's low sugar. All of those things are really good for getting in, soothing the gut. Additionally, eating warming food. So if you think of your digestive system and your gut is kind of a fire, you know, your digestive fire, cold foods and raw foods are going to put out that fire. So that's why, especially during this time of year, because it is colder, our digestive system might suffer just because our body temperatures are getting cooler because of the weather. Warming foods, adding that in are really going to help take a lot of pressure off the digestive system. So warming soups, I'm doing a lot of things in the crock pot and the Instapot with, you know, bones and uh, healthy protein sources and rooted vegetables and herbs, stuff like that that's really good for the gut, easy to digest, not spiking blood sugar, um, and really being a nice soothing anti-inflammatory effect. So turmeric is another, is a nice herb that goes in and helps kind of soothe any GI inflammation. You can also, um, do some herbs like slippery elm, marshmallow, really great herbs, dandelion root, green tea, all good for kind of going in there and really helping to soothe that. So some other, important minerals and vitamins that we need to run a healthy immune system. This means that our body needs these to help make any of the immune system cells, whether it's the ones that I mentioned before, or, you know, just to help your body's natural defense mechanism. So a really big one is vitamin A. So vitamin A, a lot of people have a hard time converting beta carotene, which is the plant form of vitamin A, to retinol. So a lot of people struggle with that conversion. So therefore, relying on sweet potatoes, carrots, colorful vegetables like that to get your vitamin A is a little dicey. A lot of people do struggle with that conversion, and a lot of people in the population are vitamin A deficient. So there are some other, well, nature's multivitamin is liver. That is the best place to get vitamin A. It is the highest 
what you can do is you can get liver. I chop it up real, real, real small, put it in the freezer, and then I'll just take a few of them a day, swallow them with some apple cider vinegar. That's a really easy way I get it in. They make desiccated or liver organ supplements. You can be brave and try mixing liver into other types of ground meat. It is seriously nature's multivitamin. It is a, it is a B complex. It is the most naturally bioavailable form of vitamin A. It's it's amazing. And I really do feel a huge difference, including it in it's, it's awesome. So, um, other places you can get vitamin A, you can get it in cod liver oil. So you can put cod liver oil on your food. Like you can buy it in like you would an olive oil container. You can buy cod liver oil like that. I take them in a capsule form. Cod liver oil is great too, because it has vitamin D, which, um, which I'll talk about in a second, but other sources of vitamin A, you can find them in really bright colored, bright orange, organic pasture raised egg yolks. You can also find them in, uh, some salmon will have a little bit of it. It's going to have more vitamin D, but in some plant foods, like I said, like carrots, sweet potatoes, things like that. But a lot of people do struggle with that conversion. So if you're eating that, I wouldn't bank on that for your vitamin A. I would really focus on like the egg yolks, trying to get some type of liver in if possible. Um, and if you can't, you can take it in like a desiccated form or just like cutting it up really small. Um, stuff like that. Cod liver oil is a really easy one, uh, to add in, but vitamin D cause cod liver oil has it's nature's cod liver is kind of nature's again, nature was smart. It did vitamin A and vitamin D together, which they're really, they really coexist in this beautiful harmony and balance. So in naturally occurring forms, they occur like that anyway. So in that oil, there's both vitamin A and D and you can just go to PubMed and Google or in, not Google. you can go to PubMed, 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 gosh, I can't speak, PubMed and just search vitamin D COVID, vitamin D influenza, vitamin D cold, and there will be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of research articles. Just for the fun of it yesterday, I went and searched and I found, I found quite a few. Let me, I want to read some of them to you. So I found, I think three of them just because I was just going in very quickly to look and I found, I found three. So one of the titles was called vitamin D deficiency in the COVID-19 pandemic. Other paper role of vitamin D in preventing COVID-19 infection progression and severity. Last paper evidence that vitamin D supplementation could reduce risk of influenza and COVID-19 infections and death. There was just a study done. 80% of people with COVID had vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D deficiency runs rampant across our country. It is totally a pandemic in itself. Most people are vitamin D deficient. One, because most people don't get adequate sunshine when the sun is out in the summer months. You know, if you live in a Southern state, it's, it's hot and people just go from air conditioning to air conditioning, their air conditioning car to their air conditioning work to their air conditioning car, back to their air conditioning house. Most people in the Southern States aren't getting it in the summertime when they should be really absorbing it and when it's at its strongest. And in the Northern, you know, in the Northwest and in the Northeast, we, you know, hopefully get it, but we're also in a society where it tells us to put sunscreen on or else we're going to get skin cancer and we have to cover up and that the sun is bad. And that honestly cannot be further from the truth. Your skin should not burn. Uh, vegetable oils and inflammatory oils are actually a huge reason why we burn. And if you do burn, you know, just get a, enough 15, 20 minutes on exposure. And before you start to get red, put on sunscreen where the sunscreen 
epidemic is really creating a lot of vitamin D deficiency, which as you can see is a whole issue in itself. It is a huge way of how our immune system works. It's pivotal for our hormones. It's pivotal for our blood sugar. And we are very deficient. And again, it's no coincidence in the colder months, we're inside a lot more. And honestly, if I wanted to go out and lay out in the sun right now, it just, it's not, the sun hasn't been out in a few days. And in the Northeast here, it's getting cold and we're not, we're seeing the sun a lot less. And that's no fault of ours, except for we're not getting it. So therefore I need to supplement with it, which I usually don't supplement in the summer months. I'm all about doing things as close to nature as possible. But I just realized that in the winter, I'm not eating cod livers every day and I'm not, I'm not, out in the sun. So I do need to supplement. So when you are looking for a vitamin D supplement, you want to look for something that is liposomal because you need that fat covering to absorb it. The lipos, the vitamin D absorbs further on in your small intestine. So if it's not covered in a fat, it's going to be absorbed quicker and it's not going to be absorbed at the spot where it actually needs to be. You also want to have a little bit of vitamin K in your vitamin D supplement. And if you have a little bit of vitamin A, that's even better. So I can link the one that I use. I think last time I checked, they were out of stock. But if you are local to the Canandaigua area, or you are a patient of mine, and you would like me to order you one, please let me know and I'll get one ordered on and I'll have it in the office. I have a few in the office right now. So first come first serve. Also, um, I will throw the link in the show notes so that you can get free shipping on the one that I use and recommend. Uh, 5,000 I use a day is what I'll take. People who are deficient can take up to 10,000 I use for 30 days to help with that deficiency. And if I start to feel myself getting sick, I will double up a dose and take more. And it really does help. So next is zinc. Zinc is pivotal for pivotal for immune health. Um, Zinc is what helps get other nutrients into cells to therefore help kill. Zinc is antiviral and antibacterial in nature, and it is really, really important in this pandemic virus going on right now. Zinc is zinc and quercetin are two really key compounds. So quercetin is something that's found in different tannin types of things. It's also found in onions. It's found in elderberry and, um, quercetin is a zinc ionophore. So the quercetin helps zinc get into the cell. So therefore it can kill and lice the pathogenic bacteria. Um, so, you know, including lots of onions and garlic and stuff like that. And, you know, elderberry is good, but do watch the, the sugar, the syrup or the sugar content of what elderberry you're taking, because that that can get really high because sugar is going to decrease your immune system because it is creating so much inflammation. So just be wary of that as, as there's so much sugar this time of year with Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas, just be weary because it becomes a very long three months of constant sugar intake, where if you're going to treat yourself on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or on Halloween, that's great. But the problem is the kids have the candy and it's sitting on the counter for two weeks. And then you're starting to get ready to make Thanksgiving treats. So you maybe start early and it just becomes a really chronic time of constant sugar intake, which I'm really not a fan of, to be totally honest. And neither is your body and neither is your immune system. So it's all about healthy swaps. I find a ton of low sugar paleo type recipes that I absolutely love. And I feel like I'm eating the real deal, but I am feeling my body. I'm protecting my immune system. I'm 
keeping my body strong, but still feeling like I'm enjoying myself. And I really think that that's really important. And there's lots of stuff like that out there. So just do some digging on the internet. And I try to share them whenever I come across good ones, because I think that it's important to know that for people to know that healthier swaps are out there. So zinc is very important. Quercetin is very important. Certain herbs, you know, vitamin C obviously can be very important. So vitamin C and at low doses is an antioxidant at high doses, it becomes a pro-oxidant. So no one really is taking it at high doses unless you are receiving it intravenously. And like, if you are a cancer patient, which is excellent because it becomes a pro-oxidant, meaning it kills cancer cells, but it protects your healthy cells. But in our realm, we are kind of more just taking it in like a low dose antioxidant form. It's super, it can be, it's beneficial. There is some dicey research to show if it's doing much when there's no type of infection going on, if it's just doing more when the body's infected, the research honestly is a little iffy on that, but it is something that I have in my fridge. I take the same brand of the vitamin D that I take and I take, uh, I take one, one teaspoon of it when I feel as needed. And if I feel like I need an extra boost or I'm more busy, I'm around more people. And I just am kind of going, 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 which I have been, I've, I've really been so busy since I, we've been back from the wedding stuff. So I really am honoring, making sure that my immune system is staying strong. I'm taking more vitamin D I'm taking, I'm taking more supplements than I normally do because I, I, I recognize that I really need to support my body, uh, in ways more than in, in, in multiple different ways. So those are really some key and important nutrients to add in. I'll also link a really nice herbal supplement for gentle immune support that that really has a lot of great herbs that I mentioned. It's got the zinc, it's got the vitamin C, it's got a really lot of nice stuff in it. And these things aren't necessarily things that you have to take every day. They're kind of something that I like to have in my medicine cabinet because I actually don't think that we have any medicine here. I don't even think that we have Tylenol or Advil. We Our medicine cabinet is filled with herbs and whole food supplements and vitamins and minerals. And that's, that is what is in our medicine cabinet. And that is truly what is medicine. And I will use that as medicine for as long as I possibly can because it works and I love it. So, um, so that is kind of things that I personally do to protect myself. Additional things that I'll do sleep is really, really, really important. Sleep is crucial. So if you are, not getting enough sleep, go to bed an extra hour, half hour earlier. And every little bit really does make a difference, especially if you do start to notice that you're having a hard time winding down, um, getting your body temperature up and just like really promoting healthy blood flow because stagnancy, whether it's stagnant blood, stagnant lymph causes disease, whether it's a pathogenic disease with a bacteria virus or whether it's more of a chronic disease. And during these colder months where we are where blood is not moving as much as it used to. And this is kind of an Ayurvedic and ancient Chinese theory, but it does totally coincide with Western practices that stagnancy totally causes issues. So if you think of a murky pond, there's going to be a lot of crap living in there. But if you think of like a healthy running stream, that is so much more free of bacteria. So if we're hiking, I'm not going to put my water bottle in a little puddle of gross water. I'm going to look for a healthy underground spring or or a rushing river and I'll use my water filter there. And it, it's the same thing in our body, you know, in the colder months, blood and lymph is going to stagnate more. Things aren't moving as much. So it's easier for things to build up. 
So that's why movement is still so pivotal movement, whether it's walking, yoga, strength training, anything moving is very, very important. So you can, I like also doing things like dry brushing and hot Epsom salt bath because getting that body temperature up is going to be so important for killing things off. Sauna sessions. I did a sauna session the other day. I was just feeling just so tired and so drained and I felt so much better after the sauna session, just getting my body temperature up, helping give me that little reset that I needed. And those are all really great things. And I know that not everybody has a sauna, but you can just get in the bathtub and do a really hot, warm bath to the point where you're sweating. You can throw some essential oils in. You can throw some Epsom solid in to get your magnesium intake. And it can be a really, really powerful form of medicine, honestly, and making sure that you're bundling up, you know, not going outside and having head and neck exposed where heat is being exposed, therefore making there be more stagnation and more coldness and dampness, like really making sure that you are layering up and protecting your heat and protecting your warmth because that is helping with circulation and helping to keep you nice and healthy. So all of these things, there's so many different things. Water intake, you know, is super important as well. Making sure we're staying hydrated. That again, kind of goes with the, the fluid and the lymph movement, making sure that we're staying nice and hydrated there. And warm water is great because it's going to help keep that digestive fire lit and keep that all going. Another thing is not over sterilizing everything, not using antibacterial hand soaps, not using antibacterial cleaner in your house. That's doing more damage than good because that is killing everything that is killing bad and good bacteria. And you don't want to kill good bacteria because like I was mentioning with the gut, the, the good bacteria is what protects you. So same thing goes with things on your house, like antibacterial soap is killing both the bad and good bacteria on your hands. But if you just use soap, it just gets rid of the, of the bad stuff. So just keep that in mind and, you know, try to use safer cleaners whenever possible. I use branch basics. I'll make my own with doTERRA essential oils, vinegar, and water. Essential oils are super powerful and I, I do have them diffusing throughout the house as well. And in the office as always, I don't use fragrances. I don't use candles because they are extremely hormone disrupting, but essential oils, they not only smell good, but they do help keep our home fresh and they do help promote certain immune benefits. I love their on guard. I love their breathe. I love eucalyptus. I love breathing in that steam from the eucalyptus. I'll put it in like a hot water, a hot pot with water and put steam in it just to breathe it in. And it's pretty incredible. So these are just some tips that you guys can take to start making your immune system stronger. Some of them herbal, some of them lifestyle. Again, this was not medical advice, just really sharing a lot of things that I do that have worked for us. And um, if you do have questions, definitely let me know. But please use this time as a sense of empowerment and understand that you are in control of your health, no matter what anybody tells you. And, you know, it's this is not a season. This is a this is a a, a poor homeostatic uh, area where our body is just not functioning optimally, but that's our choice. We can make it, we can have it function optimally. I don't go, I'm not afraid when I go places and I'm not afraid to do things and be around people because I know that I have a healthy terrain. And at the end of the day, if you have a healthy terrain, it's going to protect you. And that's what I wanted you guys to realize. And I wanted you to know, and I hope that you enjoyed this and found this empowering and found this educational and something that you can take to make yourself healthier this year. And 
make your family healthier and share this with people around you who, who could benefit from this. And this is truly how, how we have been keeping ourselves healthy for hundreds and thousands of years. Bone broth has been a staple in healing since the early times. And so many of the different things come from Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine, which they've been using for hundreds and thousands of years. So I just, I love talking about this and I really truly under, I think that there's a need more than ever. I really found a need last year for sharing a lot about it. And then the virus hit and then, whoa, yeah, there, and now we're back in another cold, quote unquote, cold and flu season. And I just feel like it's something that people need to continuously be reminded of. And so I'm here for it and I'm more than happy to do that. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you are excited for the hormone course. And if you aren't excited, but you know, someone that is definitely let them know about it so that they can get in when it is released. I'll be working on it super hard for you guys in the next few weeks, hoping to have that out by middle of November. Gosh, that is coming soon. I'm just looking at my calendar. So stay tuned and I will give you guys more details on that, but stay empowered and lead yourself to better health. I will see you guys next week. Woo! Hey.